What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Struggle to Strength podcast, your source for real-life application on how to turn your struggles into strengths in all things mind, muscle, and money. I am your host, Josh Levine, and I am joined here by my longtime friend and my co-host, Travis Hatch. And today, we have one of my favorite episodes to date, as we are joined by, first off, 10 out of 10 human being, Archie Messers, aka The Feelings Guy, to talk about everything from self-care in the age of social media, to battling negative self-talk, and how to support your people who are struggling in a way that's actually helpful. Y'all, Travis and I both had a lot of light bulbs go off, including some ways that we've been talking negatively negatively to ourselves without even realizing it. And you can probably see that in the video episode. You can see the light bulbs go off. And now we know how to fix that. So y'all are gonna learn too. I, I honestly, I just can't express how valuable this conversation was for us. I know it will be for you guys as well. Before we get into it, we ask that if you love this episode, I know you will, please give us five stars on Apple or a follow on Spotify. Share us on your socials. You can find me at Josh Levine Fitness. You can find Travis at Travis Hawks Media. That's it. Y'all, I promise your lives are about to improve in the next 60 minutes with Archie, and you're going to love everything he has to say. So we'll see you inside. paid somebody a hundred dollars to come turn my dishwasher <laughs> off and on again. <laughs> I go. felt so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. I mean, I don't love it. You lost money, but it's funny today. Oh, yeah. it's funny now. It, you know, it's now it's a joke. The hundred dollars, you know, I'll live. <laughs> oh my God. Well, Archie, it's awesome to have you on this guest. You thing's pretty cool. Yeah. I, so y'all on matchmaker, you did the matchmaker thing. No. What is that? Oh, you know that? Come on, come on, boys. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna learn. It's not that match, not that matchmaker, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because I forgot to tell my husband, and he like he was like, "Why are you a matchmaker?" And I was like, "Boo, I ain't got no time for sex. We got a child. Please come down." <laughs> um, but it's but like you, totally a straight boy made it up because there's no way a gay man would ever put like matchmaker as a podcast guest. But it's like a podcast guest host matching service. Oh, wow. and okay. he's out of London. And um, it's different than Guestio. I think so the quality sometimes is a little hit or miss. Um, but uh, listen, I love Matchmaker because I entered their ultimate podcast kit, $2,000 kit and won. Like no way. All of this oh, that's stuff. where all this is from? Yeah, I won this. So listen, Matchmaker, Matchmaker, go check it out. Like I won all the things. So, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They get, they get yeah. a free promo for life now. I mean, please, child. Um, yeah. Yeah. Guess to go. I like, uh, I think it's really cool. I, I did a, a, a podcast masterclass with Travis, Travis Chapel, oh, yeah. And, um, and so that's how I got connected to guess to go. I think it's really cool. Except that you get like reminders over and over. And that's over, so annoying. Yeah. I, I told him, I was like, Travis, you're going to turn people away. And he was like, okay, we'll fix the code. <laughs> well, it's pretty awesome. It worked out well. And I, I mean, I know Travis found you, but I read your story. And uh, I couldn't help but resonate with it. It's pretty amazing. Um, so I'm really excited to learn more about it. I'm, I, I'm just, I'm fascinated by people who have been through similar things um, that I have. And I think a lot of our listeners would really benefit from, I mean, the, the pr whole premise of our podcast is essentially our story. <laughs> right. And it, yeah. Right. And, it, and it sounds like, like I just read the title. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Like yep, I yeah, that's me. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, I think it'll be really valuable to have you on. Before we get into it though, I mean, you have uh, quite the resume. So I'd like to give you the floor and allow you to introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about you, who you are and what you do. 
Yeah. Uh, so today I am a mental health educator, a professional speaker, and I have become somewhat of a feelings expert. Uh, so I, um, I've doubled down on feelings, which is a very undude like thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, um, I feelings are my jam. And so I, um, I spend most days actually I have a gig tonight at 9 PM Eastern time, uh, for the West coast friends. So I talk to this green light over and over and over again to help other people. So that is my jam today. That's awesome. That's so awesome. I love that. How was it weird? I mean, as like you said, it's not a very dude like thing to talk about your feelings. We're supposed to be like, we oh, got to change that though. We have to Let's fucking change, change that right that. now. Honestly, like yes. dudes have feelings too. Dudes need have need self care too. It's not a, fe- it's not just a feminine thing. Come on. When did you start to go down this, this like hole of, um, talking about feelings, especially as a man. And did you get yep. backlash for it? Like, what was that like? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm like, gay, 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 gay. so, I mean, you know, I kind of get like a, um, you get a pass. I get a pass sometimes. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I get a pass. Um, uh, so I mean the, the reader's digest version of this story is that, um, so I'm a recovering drug addict. I'm a, a former IV drug user. And, um, I also am a, um, survivor of, uh, attempted suicide. Um, so, um, you know, I was in like the, <laughs> <laughs> Why am I laughing? Oh my God. I guess, cause I guess thinking back, it was just so bad. And so sometimes all you can do is just like kind of giggle, but I mean, it was in the, in the worst part of my life. And like, what I found fascinating was that after I managed to like piece some sobriety together, after I like stopped putting a needle in my arm and like, you know, found other ways to deal with the, 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 the crap. Um, and when I got honest about my mental illness, so I have a, a mental, a mental illness diagnosis. I also hear voices in my head. Um, and uh, today that's just like totally normal. But like once upon a time, I was like, if I tell you, I hear voices in my head, you're going to call the, the aim. And I'm you know what I'm saying? Like, that's my perception. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like after I managed to piece that together and I found a man who like finally would marry me, like me and all my crazy, he managed to marry me. I still wasn't waking up most mornings happy. And I was like, what the fork is going on? And I realized after like a bit of self-rediscovery and therapy that I have this huge personality and I was trying to push it down. And so when I realized like, I'm gonna let my feelings flow, I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel better. And then, and then I realized that like paying attention to your feelings makes me feel better. So um, I, like I was on that journey and then the pandemic happened and I realized that like, so like if I, if, if I knew you in, in, in March, Josh, and I was like, Hey Josh, how are you doing? You'd be like, what do you mean? How am I doing? So I realized we're asking all the wrong questions. So I started challenging people to say, how are you feeling? And then all the light bulbs went on and I just started digging into feelings. And then I trademarked the feelings guy. And like, now I'm all in. I mean, I bought the t-shirt and the trademark. So we are, we are the feelings guy. That's amazing. I love that. That's a really great way to reframe. And I, I think little reframes like that from how are you doing to how are you feeling? That makes all the difference. It really does. And as someone who struggled with my mental health and, and had poor outlets, I also used far too much. Um, and I actually have a question for you about that, that I'm, I'm very curious to hear your answer to. But first, um, I used to, t- I used to think of when I was going through it, my, my, one of my hardest times, which my hardest time, I also actually 
tend to laugh about in a weird way. So it's, I find it interesting that you do too. I know. I was like, why am I laughing right now? Like, I dear know. God. My, well, I, I remember I was talking to my therapist about it and we, we like, I kind of started to chuckle and she was like, okay, we got to talk about this. Like the fact that you're laughing about it means that this is bad. Like we got to dig deep. So, okay. I feel better about myself. Oh no, my God. No, so I do the same thing. And it turns out that that was one of the most formidable times of my life. I just, mm. I, I've buried it for so long. So we're yeah. working through it now. Yeah. Um, but, and some of the other things that I've struggled through, what I found was the little reframe that I used was, uh, you know, I kept saying like, yeah, it could be worse. You know, it could be worse, which I thought was, uh, I thought it was a positive thing. Inherently it ended up being kind of a negative thing to say. Cause like, yeah, it, no, it could be, it could be worse, but mm -hmm. like, it could be worse, dude. And mm -hmm. so after it got worse, like what, four or five times over. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, when's it going to get better? And then I was like, oh my God it will get better. Like it's going to get better. And so instead of, I went from, it could be worse to it will get better. I like the reframe of how are you doing? How are you feeling? What other thing, what other like reframes do you think people need to work on? Yeah. So one, so two, almost I'm on day two and, and both of these are sort of um, uh, recent evolutions. And when I say recent, I mean like in the past, I guess like seven months. Um, in October, I took this media mastermind class um, um, with uh, Super Connector Media in New York City. It was one of those Instagram things. And I was like, oh, okay, $55. Like, you know what, whatever. Okay, mind-blowing in the way that I could show up in different spaces. And so, so two things. One of them, um, I feel like as humans, I know I do. I say like, I am just a college speaker or I'm just a high school speaker, or I just have a podcast that like a few people listen to. No, boo. No, no, no. <laughs> like I have removed the word just from my vocabulary because when you say just, you, you are literally limiting yourself. Mm -hmm. You are putting yourself in your own box. So that's number one. And number two. Um, so I, a lot of addicts, if there's an addict or alcoholic listening of any kind, um, we, um, we tend to be self-saboteurs. That is a thing that we tend to have in our brain. Um, and so when things start getting good, then I, I kind of like backpedal because mm -hmm. I'm like, well, okay, I, I, I got this. Like, like I have a podcast launching in two days. And so on Wednesday, I'll be like, well, I did it. Okay. Let's not, let's not push any harder because then it could get bad. So instead what I say was now I say was how much better can it get? Like how much better can this actually get instead of like backing off? Like it, if I'm already experiencing joy and, and happiness and love, how much better can it get? And that, that reframe in my brain, those two things have helped me a poop ton. What is this rated? Is oh, this rated? X, like triple X. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me right. <laughs> um, it, um, yeah. I mean, it has helped me a shit ton. So yeah. That's amazing. I like that. I think that's valuable. And, and that probably allows you to continue to push deeper without the fear of, yeah falling back or the fear of failing or, or, um, like leaning into your feelings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, let's, let's talk about that for a second because, um, so we, we, as human beings, we assign meaning to our feelings and this is all, this was all news to me. So, um, have you ever been blessed to have a surprise birthday party? You might care about you ever enough to a surprise oh birthday party. Oh my God, party? that's my favorite. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah. I, I, if you were like, no, I'd be like, well, it sucks to be you. Okay. Well, if you have had one, awesome. You had a, you had a party. Okay. So when you first walk in and people yell surprise, like there's actually a feeling of fear inside. Like you have this little thing that starts going like, you're like, ah, what the, what the fuck is going on? Okay. 
the the internal mechanisms that cause that fear is the exact same one that causes fear. I mean, probably not for you because you're huge, but like for me, when I'm taking the trash out and I hear a squirrel, I'm like, ah, like that's the same spot. That's a, so like fear is fear, but I assign meaning to it. So when like lean, like fear of failure, like, what is that? Like, it's just, it's just this thing. And so I choose to like, no, this is a cute fear. Okay. I'm going to be okay with this because I tried. So when I learned that like we as human beings mentally assign meaning to feelings, changed my life, changed my life. Hmm. I like that. So, so then what other, like, wh- what are some ways that people can identify, um, the meaning that they're assigning to their feelings, whether it's fear or happiness or love or hatred, what, like, how do we read that in ourselves? Yep. Yep. I mean, just so like fear and emotion or it's, it's just your body's natural response. Like your body does things naturally. Right. So when, um, when, when, when you are sad and depending on the point of sadness, like your body will start crying. Like there, our, our bodies are like incredible machines, not to, not to downplay the body, but like, it's incredible the way that it works. So when something starts coming up, just notice it. You're like, Hmm, why am I feeling that? And, and like in the beginning, I actually like stopped and talked out loud to myself. I mean, like that's so I could learn what I was like, okay, great. Um, and, and, and the reason you do that is because your brain, your brain hears you. So your brain hears what you say to yourself and you're like, I am a fucking idiot. Your brain hears that. So then your brain's like, well, Yep. I'm an idiot. So when, when, when things start coming up, literally just kind of stop and go, Hmm, interesting. Mm. And then move on. And so for me personally, when um, like, like boo, I am, I'm scared about this podcast. Like this is like, this is new for me. And although y'all can tell I'm not the slightest bit shy, but like when you put something out into the world, like this putting out into the world and like, it could be like a colossal failure and like, so what? But when, when that starts coming up, I just have to like move. Thank you, fear. Sit right over here. I'm going to drive today because it can be, it it can consume if you let it. So I've just learned not to let it. Mm -hmm. I think that's valuable. I think it's valuable. We talk about this a lot to think about the way that you're talking to yourself. And like, would you let someone else talk to you that way? Mm -hmm. Hell no. Preach boo. Hell no. Be nice to yourself. (laughs) I I do that same thing too. Like I'll, when I, cause I get like the same feelings, I'll, I'll stop and talk out loud to myself. Like I'll like literally talk through the feelings with, with myself. I'll like walk around outside and like talk to myself. It like, it probably looks strange, but it's one of the only things that helps me when I start to feel overwhelmed. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, 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 all right. Put everything down. I gotta like, I'll just talk to myself about it. I need to go away too. Like uh, like way out into the woods or like I have to be alone, like Mm -hmm. in a shower, I'll talk to myself because I can't have any distractions and I don't want to look like a freaking psychopath. Just yeah. like talking to myself in the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> okay, mister. Okay, mister. Let's, let's not stare. Let's head now. Like, you know, it, but see, that's also the thing. Like, why can't it just be normal? Like, I know that it's not like, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it either. I wouldn't be like, I would, I try not to go to Walmart, but like, but I would, yeah. it is I think it, normal, I think it is. Though. Yeah. I think but it, it is. is normal. People just think it's it weird. is normal. People just think it's weird. Okay. Yeah. 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 The other, I also, no, go ahead. No, you can. I I was just going to say, I also, you mentioned, you know, like the voices in your head earlier, dude, I thought I was crazy for the longest time because I had voices in my head. And then Travis told me that everyone does. 
<laughs> and Travis changed my life. Travis, <laughs> Travis, did you get that from the MDiv? Like, how do you know this information? Did you do you have a degree? I was like, I'm just okay, okay. I guess everyone does. Cool. No, no, we, we 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 all we all do. Yeah, yes. Every, um, everyone has have, everyone has their inner voice, but there's obviously different do. degrees of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So some of us have a couple of voices up right. there, just a, a couple, you mm-hmm. know, um, but, oh yeah, we all, we all do. We all do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's not just when we're like having feelings, but like, so what, listen, friends, when I was in second grade, I did not go to show and tell and be like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Like that is not what I said. I had no desire to do it. This was not my career path, but here we are. So I didn't know what I was doing. So I hired a business coach because I was like, I need help. And after like two or three uh, meetings, this person says to me, you know, you really negative self-talk a lot. And I was like, bitch, please. I'm a mental health speaker. What are you talking about? I do not negative self-talk. And he was like, okay. And so then he goes, I've counted. You have said numerous times in our past couple of conversations, man, I'm drowning at work. And he was like, and unless I misunderstand, you do not work in a swimming pool. And I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> but like, then I, then I, then I hear it and I hear it. Or I'll say things like, I don't have time for this today. Well, I got the same 24 hours that I did yesterday. So I am choosing to spend time with my husband and child. But if, if like all the people that are like, I'm so exhausted. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Cause you're telling your brain over and over and over again that you are. So like when I, when I like tuned into that, Damn. Y'all life was, yeah. was different. This is so, this is so like, huge what you're yeah, talking about right I'm, now. Yeah. Um, I've said all of those things so many times and I've all never thought, things. I've never thought them as negative. Yeah. Well, yes. it seems like, it seems like there's like varying degrees, right? It's like, it's like you say, I'm a complete piece of shit loser. <laughs> like that's one layer of self-talk. And once you start learning to not do that, you realize there's a whole other layer of negative self-talk where there are, you know, people who really master this stuff, like, they're, they're just like pushing on like power. Cause they're, they're yeah. like completely beyond that. And I think yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Th- that's what I'm just realizing as you're saying yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. damn dude, like, cause I've definitely gotten past a lot of the, I still have a huge problem with negatives. So I'm like my, probably my biggest critic most mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. And I have a huge problem with that. And I've definitely gotten past a lot of it, but now I'm just realizing like how much I still do. It's just so, a yeah. different level of it, a different type. Yep. yep. And and so the cool thing is you, you will hear yourself now. You will, when you say yeah. it, um, you'll hear yourself and also be gentle. It's kind of like good butt sex. Like you can't just be like, Oh, so like you have to be, you have to be gentle. Okay. So when, when, when you hear yourself say it, then you're like, okay, okay. Okay. And then just reframe it because it's, we, it is learn it is learned, it is societal learned behavior. Yeah. I mean, we, we heard this in college, like we've all heard it. So it's, it's one of my favorite things to talk to people about because I just feel like light bulb is going everywhere mm-hmm. that we are used to like, when it's like, fuck my life. I'm such an idiot. Like, okay. We know that that's like, to your point, Travis, that's like, that's negative. That's like negative. Yeah. Bad. But I but do the other stuff. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I do too, but like, well, I'm trying to do anymore, but you know, yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm, I'm super like trying not to, but yeah, it's yeah. 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 I mean, I, now if I say fuck my life, I'm like, you had to bring some lube. Yeah. Like, I try to like, at least make it funny. You know, yeah, like yeah. let's have some, let's have kiki with my feelings. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when you hear yourself, give yourself, give yourself some, um, what'd you say? I said, at least buy me dinner first. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Pick the restaurant. Um, uh, be gentle with yourself. And then 
you know, it's just like, um, it's, it's no different than the fact that like, sometimes I think about doing drugs. Of course I do. I'm a drug addict, like whatever, you know, but when you, when you latch onto it, that's when your body starts getting, and then, then you just keep doing it. So yeah, be gentle. This sounds kind of like trying to learn how to meditate when I, like as part of my mental health, um, strategies for just coping with my, my, uh, my mental health, I've, I've done bouts of meditation. I've tried it on and off a lot of times. I need to get back to it. I actually just bought an acupuncture pad because I found that that really helps. Um, right. Yeah, my friend had me lay on one and within 30 seconds, I was like, okay, I need this because I can't focus on anything else. Um, <laughs> but the heart, the reason that I, I bought it was because with the, the trouble that I have, and I think the trouble that a lot of people have when they're learning to meditate is thoughts come into your brain and you can't fight them. You recognize them and then you just try to, mm -hmm. you, you, you try to set them aside. You recognize that they're there and you say, okay, that's cool. And then yeah. you go back to your breath or whatever. And that's a really hard thing to do. It sounds similar to what you're explaining is the best way to go about dealing with these negative self-talk. Mm -hmm. It's just recognize mm -hmm. it. Be nice yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, let me tell you, y'all, I tried the meditation thing. Dude, it's hard. I mean, I mean, dude, one time I tried to get all relaxed. I almost took a dump on myself. <laughs> so like, you know, I was like, maybe, maybe I should not be trying this. Um, but I will say, so I mean, so I, so I participated in a 12 step program. Uh, I hope you can't hear my dog snoring. If no, you can, no. I'm, it's just, it's just, it's just real life. Um, but what are you going to do? Uh, and uh, the time one, you know, one of my sponsors later in life, he would have me do this exercise where in the morning I would just sit quietly and just let the thoughts come. And I thought that was a great way to, to like ease into meditation, like not actually trying to meditate, just sit and like, Put yeah. the timer on your phone in five minutes and just let your thoughts run. And eventually it, it's kind of like a mind fuck. Cause after a while the thoughts stopped running. And I was like, this man has got me to meditate and didn't even say the word. How annoying is this? Um, but um, awesome. yeah, I just tried to sit quietly. I can't, I can't meditate. That's not my thing. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think a huge part of meditation is what mo most people say. They're like, you know, like what you're saying. So you, you sit there until you don't have thoughts. Right. But then inherently when you're, when you're thinking of it in that way, you start beating yourself up that you're having thoughts and you're trying to fight yep. them. And that's yep. not, yeah, you're, you're supposed to just like let them move through. And that was like, uh, uh, an interesting, like, that's what I realized when I, that kind of like shift when I, when I tried meditating was huge. It's like, no, just the first 50 times you meditate, just have the thoughts. It's probably going to be noisy every single time. And then eventually it'll like calm down. Um, I'm, I'm interested to learn a little bit more about that. Like what are, uh, negative self-talk, like what are different types of negative, negative self-talk that you find people do and what are good, uh, coping mechanisms or ways to get better? Yep. Um, so if you, for those of us that are in relationships or you're or even just y'all too, like you hear each other's speech. So when I began to work on this, I told my husband, and I ask him lovingly because I, I don't hear what I say, you know, like I, I say it so much that like, it's, you know, like, it's like, it's like when you're trying to become a professional speaker and you don't realize how much you say like, or, um, mm -hmm. or fuck those things. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, well, see, now I try to say fork when I'm, when I'm like speaking to the children, I'm just like, yeah, I say fork. That's um, better. Like, I don't oh, even cute. realize I say it. <laughs> well, I didn't either until somebody was like, can you not say that anymore? And I was like, oh <laughs> shit. Okay. I'm going to try. And then one time they wrote into a contract. They were like, no foul language. And I was like, Ooh. what do you just, what do you just, what is foul? Yeah. <laughs> like I want to make <laughs> right? sure I get paid. Are we PG? <laughs> um, 
So, <laughs> yep. Gonna go. So, um, see, I said, um, asking, asking someone that you're around all the time to, to point out, like, what are the things that you say? But also when I was really beginning to focus on it during my, so I do, I do do a morning intention. I do kind of set my, my mindset for the day. Uh, and, and not like here are my tasks, but like, how do I want to show up today? Like, I want to show up vulnerably. I want to show up authentically. I want to make time for people. So if, if someone needs me, then the email is going to wait. So I do think, I think through that, but then I also say to myself, Archie, we're going to, we're going to work on your negative self-talk today. So I tell myself that. So when I do, when I do hear it, then I, I can just reframe it. I also, for me, I started keeping a list because sometimes I, I'm also not a, um, uh, like in school, if you just like talked at me, I, I, you know, I, that's cute. I'm not going to remember it. I had to kind of be doing something. Mm-hmm. So in my notes section on my Mac, I have a little negative self-talk. And so when I have a new one, I write it down. I'm like, oh, we're not going to say that one again. So I chose to be very proactive about it because I, I found that it was really, it was really, it's exhausting. And when you're in the mental health space, I, I consider myself a helper because I don't, I don't have a therapy degree and I'm not going back to school. I got my two degrees and I'm done, but like, it's exhausting to, to live in negativity. Um, and we're our own worst enemy. I mean, we've all, all three of us said this, our brains, you know, um, when rehab, they said, don't go into your brain alone. It's a scary place. And I was like, Ooh, child, mm-hmm. I need that on a t-shirt until you, so, until you know how to fight. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are, those are some of the things that I do. Okay. I like that. Now, when you set your morning intentions, do you, do you think them to yourself? Do you write them down? Do you say them out loud? How, how do you, how do you do that? All the above yeah. in, in a perfect world. Um, and it kind of depends on what time the child wakes up. Uh, because I, I got married to someone who doesn't enjoy the mornings. So, um, and I, I'm, a, I'm a morning person, so I, I'm okay. Like taking the morning shift in a perfect world, I would have time to like sit and write my gratitude list down. Um, that's something that I carried over from, um, from, from getting sober, uh, was like writing down gratitude and then really just kind of like closing my eyes and like thinking about like how I want to show up for the day. Uh, and that's, that's, that's how I like to begin my day, but that doesn't always happen. So sometimes I'm like making a waffle and making blah, 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 blah. And I'm like practicing gratitude out loud. So what I kind of like about that though, is that my, my two and a half year old by the time, well, he's already fully speaking, but, um, like he's like, Papa, what doing Papa, what doing? And I'm like, I'm practicing gratitude, Kate, and I'm grateful for you. Oh, I love you, Papa. So, I mean, it's, um, I'm glad that he's kind of getting basked in this like, um, normalization. Of, of, of reflecting and things you're grateful for, even from like the earliest age. Yeah. You're kind of killing yeah. two birds with one stone there. Like you're doing your own gratitude, but you're also passing this, um, like great p- positive habit onto him early. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now, the other thing that I encourage people to do is at the end of the day, um, like I, I, I get people around, like, I'm not a journaler guys. If you saw my handwriting, you would know why um, I did not, I did not in Alabama. I did not really excel in the handwriting category. Um, but like literally it is. And if people are listening, they're like, I need some, some, some data. Okay. It's all there. Reflecting on gratitude at the end of the day has been proven so many times to not only help you as a person, but it helps you in, in business, in life. I mean, listen to any CEO of any major company, any lawyer, any, anybody that's, that's made it in quotation marks, they focus on gratitude. The other thing it does is when you, you get your little notebook, you write down like three to five things. I've also, I started, someone suggested is writing down two things that I love about myself. That one is sometimes more hard if I'm going to be really honest, but I do it. When I go to sleep, the last thing I've done 
is practice gratitude and talk about things that I love about myself. So that's what my brain is thinking about as I fall asleep. Not, not the things on Twitter and not the things on is thinking about that. And that is, um, that's also been really cool. And I sleep, I sleep more restfully. That's powerful. Now, and, and you said you don't write those down. You just kind of think them to yourself or talk to yourself. No, no, no. At night I do. Oh, you I do. do write I can't them down. read it. I think, Whatever, I mean, I think that when I, when I either write down mental health notes or if I'm practicing some sort of gratitude, putting it, sometimes putting it in my phone versus writing it down on paper, it's not the same at all to me. No. And, and I'm, no. I also have terrible handwriting and I hate, I hate writing on paper. Like I loathe <laughs> I it, it entirely and yeah. I can't, I can barely read what I'm writing anyway after. Um, but I think that's a lot more powerful to either write it down on paper yeah. or to say it to yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Ooh, I like hard. that one. That one's hard though. You got to look at yourself in the eyes and talk to yourself out loud in the mirror. That's really hard. Chow, you were hot. Look at yourself in the mirror and talk to you. Calm yourself down. Calm down. Hey, body dysmorphia is real. Okay. <laughs> It is a thing. It, it is. is. Thing. Yeah, it's tough. Um, so you have your husband, you have your child. How do, how do you think you support each other and how can you support other people who are going through either a mental health struggle or something with addiction or any sort of struggle that they might be going through? How, how do you support them in a way that's healthy? If I think back to when I was really, really at the height of my addiction and also knowing I had this mental illness, I never heard anyone say the words, I believe you like that, like that. I couldn't stop like that. That wasn't a thing for me. It wasn't until much later in life that somebody said, I believe you. And actually in my, my second rehab, which happened later in life when I'd already met my now husband, we weren't married yet. And in the, in the therapy session, when I finally talked about the suicide attempt and I finally talked about the fact that I hear major voices in my head and my therapist was like, okay, and then she started going to something else. I was like, wait, what? She was like, oh yeah, it's fine. We'll take care of it. It's okay. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like I've been waiting on this moment, like my whole life for somebody just to like, like it wasn't like I said this like big secret. Now, like clearly we unpacked it and we, you know, we, we talked about like, why haven't you talked about the suicide attempt? And I'm like, cause I don't want anybody to know. I, I was ashamed of it. Well, that had power. All that had power inside of me until I finally like let it go. So so my point is, if if so, if someone chooses you to be the person that they open up to about a hurt inside, a past trauma, or the fact that you know they can't stop drinking, or they they can't stop doing drugs, or they you know um, they have a sex addiction, or they have a you know whatever addiction, all they need from you at that moment is love and okay, I, I believe you. I'm here. Can I listen? Like that's what they need to hear. I feel like that if we would say. I believe you. And can I listen more in life? People I think would probably talk more, but what happens is we make it about us because we get uncomfortable. I mean, dude, I got, I got plenty of war stories to tell, but when people call me about their addiction, I say, man, I listen, I've been right there. I know how you feel. Let's get you some help. Can I listen? Like I just quickly turn it back to them. So I empathize. They know that I care. And I listen. So if people are hurting and they choose you, see that as like an amazing gift that they are taking this like vulnerable step. Don't make it about you. Don't share your opinion. Just listen and believe them. That's powerful. That's very powerful. I feel like a, a lot of, and I'm not going to shit on men too much right now, but I feel like a lot of men tend to just want to fix things. 
rather than listen. So, and this, this kind of goes back to dudes being afraid to talk about their feelings. Oh yeah. Me 100%. It's so yeah. hard for me to listen to a problem without, without offering a solution. Cause even if I'm not going to, even if I don't say something or do something, that's all that's like running through my head is mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's an automatic response is like a hundred percent. Like I have to like fix something that's wrong. And I know that sometimes that's it, not what you need to do. Yeah. But your, your girlfriend just so wants hard. you to hear like, listen and say that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> That yes, yes, friends. Yeah. Um, Stephen Covey has a great quote that uh, he says that most people listen to respond, not to understand. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is so true. And so I I challenge all of us that when someone's talking to us, don't have your mouth begin to form the, the shape of your first word until they're done. Like, just just listen. And and just like to your point, your girlfriend, I don't know what that's like, but like to your girlfriend, be like, babe, I'm here. I'm here. And then just sit there. We don't, they, we don't have to fix everything because a lot of times we can't. And actually the fixing, um, I, had a, I had a counselor in, in rehab say that um, uh, the reason you never share your opinion with someone is because your opinion could kill somebody. And I didn't get that until much later in recovery when I, when it made sense that like, if someone is hurting in massive ways and Travis is like, Oh yeah. And then like, I did blah, 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 blah. And they're like, Oh Yeah. And so they go and try it and it doesn't work for them. They're not as put together as Travis is. Then they're like, well, but what Travis didn't know was that they have tried everything else and that was their last resort. Mm. And then your opinion was the thing that was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm. And there's, I don't think we really think, realize how powerful our words are, um, even when we're trying to help. So sometimes it's better just to listen. Mm-hmm. The way you're talking is very coach-like. Right. Because as a coach myself, like, no, you're right. You, you have to meet people where they're at. And in the fitness space, you know, people have been trying to lose weight all sorts of different ways for decades and, and nothing's ever worked. And if they just listen to another person or another fad diet, the same thing is going to happen. And they're going to say, okay, this isn't for me. I was born fat. I have a slow metabolism, this and that. We just have to meet people where they're at and yeah, if you don't have a, if you don't have the right, an opinion, or if you don't have a, a, an actual solution for them, if you're not qualified, then yeah, maybe you just need to listen and just listen. help them find someone. Maybe? Sometimes maybe that is the fixing though. Is you just know? listening. Yeah. I think yeah. sometimes, you know, some people just, it's, there's certain things you just need to like say or get off your chest. It might be the fixing and like by you trying to actively fix it, you might be making it worse, getting in the way of the fixing that they so, need. You know? So then what do you do? Like what questions do you ask people who are struggling, who come to you and they, they open up and, and they're expressing things. Obviously you listen, but how do you talk to people that way when they're ready to? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, so, I mean, again, I'm not a therapist and so I don't, I don't try to, um, uh, I don't try to counsel people on that way usually I'm the in-between point for people. I'm, I'm the person that they heard speak and they heard be very vulnerable. And um, for a lot of, for a lot of college or high school students, they're like, wow, this guy isn't gay and like so normal. Like what's going on? Like he has a husband and a child, like what is happening? So I, I'm like this real person to them. And so that's why they reach out and I'm honored. I'm honored that they reach out to me. I, in those situations, I'm the middleman. I'm the one asking questions about, so, so tell me how you feel. Like, tell me what's going on. Tell me what you've been thinking. Um, and then depending on their answers, I know how quickly I've got to get them some help. 
Um, there was a, there was a student that called me once on the West coast and man, like it, if you talk about suicidal ideation, I mean, I was like, okay, okay, we're going to, we're going to call blah, blah, blah right now. Cause I'm not playing around with somebody's mental health. Like I'm, I'm just not. So, um, you know, and I, I am trained in suicide prevention and I have a mental, uh, mental health first aid certification. So I like, I know enough to be dangerous to, you know, no pun intended to like, get them, get them the help they need. Um, but I, but like the, for somebody that's just like listening and like, well, I don't have a suicide prevention certificate. What do I do? Um, just, just ask questions. Well, what does that feel like? Well, you know, what have you been thinking? What have you been doing? Um, and you know, I, um, I, I made up this quote this morning that I forgot, but anyway, um, uh, something about like, I don't, I don't remember, check it out on Instagram. It'll be there in a few days. Uh, <laughs> but like, if we're, if we're, if we're wallowing in self-pity and we do, we do. And, and sometimes it's okay to be like, Hey Josh, listen, I love you, bro. Do you just want to wallow for a day? Is that what you, is, you know, what do you, what do you want from me? Do you want me to give you my honest opinion? Do you want me to listen? Or do you want me to just be like, they're there. And listen, if you tell me, I just want you to be there, there. Great. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, Josh. That is horrible. Yes. Yes, honey. Yes. I mean, I will, I'll give you that if that's what you need one time, uh, but then it's not going to keep going. So I do that a lot too. Like, what, what do you, what do you, what do you need from me? What do you want from me? And then let them decide. Um, Cause sometimes we just need to watch Grey's Anatomy, eat chocolate ice cream and cry. Okay. Like yeah. sometimes we just need that. <laughs> yeah. So. I feel like these are valuable tools for relationships in general. You know, like, you don't, you don't say, yeah, I'm like, you don't say a lot of people probably aren't good at this uh, myself, but I feel like these are valuable. <laughs> yeah. Probably save yeah. until you, until your person uses them against you, which my husband does. He'll say something and be like, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, Oh, and I'm like, uh, not right now. Yeah. <laughs> not right now. Yeah. I grew, I grew up. My mother was a therapist and my father was a lawyer. So I got used to that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It was, <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was tough. He was, wow. yeah. Yeah. She understood our feelings and he understood how to communicate. It was, I mean, she's like, let's talk about that. He's, I object. I yeah. mean, like we're not going anywhere like at all. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my God. Um, something I wanted to ask you about, Travis told me about this and I thought it was awesome. Um, we were, oh, today's Monday. Today's your self-care day. From your email. <laughs> Yeah. Travis, are you, you ratting me out? <laughs> no, I want to know about this. Like, I want to know what self-care looks like for you. And then what, um, yeah. what, what people can do who don't understand how to take care of themselves. Yeah. Like what, self -care. what is self-care? Yeah. What is and it to start? How, yeah. how do you, cause it sounds awesome. Yeah. It sounds great. It's, I imagine like, and I, I don't think I don't do enough of it. Cause I don't really know, honestly know what yeah. it is. Like, I want a bath with a bath bomb and like a whiskey or something. Come on. That's to, that's I mean, by like yourself. I was, I wasn't inviting you. To, I mean, I was, <laughs> yeah. but like, no, do you, do do you have, is that yours? <laughs> I mean, don't tell no, you a good time. Not, not the whiskey, please. I'd be back in rehab. Um, uh, yeah. So this, I'm really glad you asked it. This is a fabulous question, especially for men. Okay. I don't understand why self-care has become this crunchy thing that people in Colorado do. Like, I don't, I don't understand how that happened. That's like, where we are. Right that's now, where we are. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe that's okay. why we do it. Yeah. I didn't do it before I moved. I don't. I don't. And I, that's why I'm very okay. curious. Okay, guys, let's look at the words. Look at the words. What are the words saying? Self-care. Self I mean, it's literally just taking care of yourself. But we have turned it into this, like, I need to get a pedicure. And I need to blah, blah, blah. Okay. Self-care. For me, Mondays, Monday is my self-care day. So what that looks like for me is, um, so I have a Calendly that people can, like, schedule meetings with me. You can't schedule meetings with me on Monday. So I only take meetings on Monday, 
with, you know, things that I plan or that, you know, Hey, we got this open. Okay, great. I'll do this. So I, so number one, I protect my time. That allows my brain to stop being like, eh, 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 you know, people, people all needing all those things. I generally don't bathe on Mondays. Um, I bathed for you. Um, I actually took a bath today. Um, I have my breathe right strip on all day long. Listen, breathe right strips are where it's at. Mm-hmm. I wear it all day long. Um, now that in and of itself is not self-care, but it's just like, I'm just going to be me today. You know, like not washing the balls. I'm not doing anything. Like I'm just like being myself today. Um, also self-care is literally just drinking water. Um, I mean, we, we as humans don't consume enough. So it's, it's very simple things. Um, I try not to work all day. You know, I try to like go, like I'm allergic to the world. So I try not to go outside during this time of the year. Um, but you know, self-care is different things for different people. Take, I've never, I've never met a nap. I did not like never. So like, sometimes I just like take a nap. Um, so, and I was, I was doing, a um, uh, my second pod. So I have three, when I'm launching with three podcasts and my second one, his name is Eric Skorzynski and he has the preacher's boy preacher boys podcast. And he was saying that, um, because he listens to stories of, um, assault like over and over again that he like puts in his calendar, like go get the mail, like get up. And, so like things to do to take care of yourself because if you're hearing trauma all the time like you know you got to do things to take care of yourself um yesterday i um i got this book it's called like it's in your head apparently it's written by some rapper that i've never heard of because i don't i'm not really do what's do the rap name? what's the name but i'll tell you in a minute um yeah no worries, no worries. it's a yellow book it's i'll, I'll send it to you um not the book. I don't, I don't like you that much. Yeah. I'll send you the title. Of it. <laughs> yeah. um, I just kind of sat in a chair and just like read for 15 minutes. So like little things like probably Josh, for you, the gym is probably self-care. Huge um, you know, like I've never been that guy to like pick up heavy things and like, unless somebody's chasing me, I'm not going to go running. So like, that's <laughs> not really, that's not really my, my jam, but you know, for, for people, but, 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 but during the pandemic, I think we learned that, that I'm going to stereotype for a second heterosexual men have been using the gym as a bandaid mm-hmm. and there's not a dumbbell in the world big enough to fix your feelings. Nope. So if you were using the gym as a bandaid, I hope that you realize, cause I mean, I would talk, they were like, when is the gym going to open? They're like jonesing for the fix. And I'm like, you need to call a therapist, boo. <laughs> like you don't need the gym. So I, I, I did notice that at the beginning of the pandemic. I agree. I think a lot of people do use it as a bandaid. I use it as obviously a mental health outlet. And I, it's, it's also a form of meditation for me. Um, but I also find that I need to do things like, like weird, like crunchy Colorado things. I like to walk in the grass with my bare feet. That fills me up. That makes me really happy. Um, snowboarding is a self-care thing for me. Um, my, my house, when it gets messy and Travis is going to tell me that my house is never messy, but it's like my OCD goes crazy. And it like, it is how anxiety feels. I have to clean my house. So those are things that I know I need to do that other people like minus the walking in grass with bare feet, people are going to be like, okay, that's weird. But um, like the cleaning your house thing, I think mm-hmm. people may not, may not consider that self care. They're thinking like you said of pedicures and manicures and getting your haircut, which that one I really like too, but things like that. But it, you're right. It is just taking care of yourself, doing things that keep you alive and healthy. It seems like self, like a self care day is, like a weekend, but when you're in your like early twenties, every weekend is just, I do whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) None of the shit I like, because what it becomes is I work all week and then I work on weekends. But if I'm not working, like if your lifestyle isn't working on weekends, you're like, 
doing chores or doing stuff for your family or whatever. But like a self-care day is like, instead of just kind of your to-do list taking over your life and maybe you're not working, but you are working. You're like, fuck it. It's like you have one weekend day where you're just like, I'm going to like, yeah, maybe I just want to sleep and read books all day. And that's what I'm going to do. Like whatever it is to recharge yourself. Or watch football. I, I like or, that. Like, yeah. That's your thing. Watch or, football. Yeah. Or, or whatever the sports ball thing is that y'all do. <laughs> yeah. Like watch the sports ball and yeah. you know, and, and yeah. I like that. Or just do nothing. I like doing nothing sometimes, yeah. which is hard. See, as yeah, who does that? I, I mean, who really does that? I don't know. It's really hard, but I, I force myself to do it sometimes because yeah, I'm just always doing something. When we after we snowboarded yesterday, I watched uh The Lord of the Rings, the third movie with Jordan, which is like a four-hour movie. Yeah, that's a long I was time. like, dude, I haven't watched a movie. I just laid down and watched that. It was it was glorious. <laughs> Self with the breathe right strip on. No, but I do wear that when I'm sleeping. People are amazing. Breathe right, breathe right strips. Yeah. It's, uh, uh-huh. dude, it changed, it changed my life. Cause I, mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't breathe at night. Yeah, me either. And how yes. good I felt in the morning after being able to breathe through uh, my nose is life changing. So good. Breathe right strips. And in Colorado, a humidifier, Travis turned me onto this room at like 40 to 50% humidity, breathe right strip. Mm, I'm yeah. sleeping like a baby. <sighs> Talk dirty to me. Yes. <laughs> that, it is amazing. that is what I'm talking about. Yeah. It is <laughs> yes. amazing. Oh my God. I love that. Um, what else do you think people tend to struggle with as far like, well, and, and like, like you said, we're not going to stereotype, but I think heterosexual men tend to struggle with this a lot more often. What are some things that you think oftentimes people struggle with that they would benefit from either focusing on or working on or learning to listen to in their bodies? So, I think that, I think that all of us men, I think we all have a, a real personality and a real way we show up. And then I think that we probably have all chosen to tweak that a little bit for what we think society wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and you know what that thing is that, that you want to do, or like, I mean, I'm a stereotype again, but like you're at the mall and you see this like bright floral shirt and you're like, yes. You're like, Oh, I can't wear that. But like, that would make you happy. But like, we've, we've turned that, like, I'm going to do this thing. So, and listen, if, if somebody in like the deep South listening, you're like, bro, I can't wear no flowered shirt to work. Okay. Okay. I hear, I hear you boo. So buy it in the way at home, you know, like who is the person on the really on the inside? Like who is that person? And why have we all decided to become this other thing? And, you know, taking off the, the proverbial mask and just being you. Uh, and I, and I promise you that whoever, who are fell in love with you. They fell in love with the real you. They didn't fall in love with this. Cause it, it is, it is not possible to keep up this, like this, like paper mache mask all the time. Um, they, they know the real you anyway. So just, just be that person. It, and even if that means you just have to be it at home. Um, it, it's um like, so I used to be an actor professionally, although it's, it's super fun. It's also mentally draining because you're, you're literally being someone else for like however long the show is. You can't do that 24 hours a day. You can't, you can't mentally do that. So just, just stop. And, and it's, and it's easier said than done, but like stop at home and then stop in the world. Stop doing it online too. Yeah. I think that's huge. what I was just going to, I was just going to go to. Is, stop pretending hmm. to be something else on that's social media. Sound, we, we, Travis and I talked about this yesterday. People who pretend to be someone on social media and then have to like switch on and off from social media to real life and you meet them in real life and you're like, wow, you are completely different. That sounds exhausting. And I feel like it happens all the time. I know like 
everyone probably does it to an extent. We have to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The whole influencer craze has, um, mm-hmm. um, there's this wonderful TikTok with this, um, this kid like, Hey, Hey guys, what's up? And this, this girl sitting in the car, just like dying laughing, like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm talking about influencers. And she's like, what are you talking about? I mean, like that is, I mean, it is, like every time I see it, I just like lose it because it's so authentic that. that like, You've seen that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's yeah, like, it's hilarious. <laughs> but like, I wish that we would all just see ourselves and just be like, what am, what am I doing? You know, like that, that just, it like, who, who, who wants to see that really? I mean, like, come on. Like we've, we've got this conflated idea about ourselves. Like just be you. Yeah. And I feel like people, they get caught up with the term influencer, which I, I never want to consider myself an influencer. I, I think instead of influencing people, if we just focus on impacting people mm-hmm. in a positive mm-hmm. way, I think that for some, some way, somehow, I feel like that word takes less like grunginess away from it. Just go out and create impact in a positive way. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're in a situation where we're, we're entrepreneurs and part of marketing and ha- and having an impact and growing your business and doing this is having an online presence, you know, um, Mm -hmm. for most businesses. And so I think that's a great point is like, you know, I think it, a lot of the, the, it's like, what's the message that you want to, what do you want to talk about? You know, who are you, what's your authentic self and what do you want to learn and what do you want to educate people on? And then talk about that stuff and don't worry so much about the, like, the, man, I don't even know how to describe it, but yeah, that, that influencer type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, Travis, I think it's a great point. And it's also like, like, are you really being authentic? And, and so this, this happened for me, I guess about three, four months ago. I don't know. I'll lose all track of time in this latest experience called the pandemic. But, um, so, so as an IV drug user, um, syringes are triggering for me and, um, uh, or former average drug user, sorry. Uh, and, uh, Cade, our son, his name is Cade. He, um, he had a cough. And so he had this like Zarbies. Do you, do you guys have kids? No. Okay. When you do have kids, Zarbies. Oh my gosh. It's Zarbies. like, this, you can give it to them under two. Cause you can't give a medicine to other two. It's like, it's like this, it's basically honey, but it's, it soothes the vocal cords. And so they stop coughing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, my husband was sitting with Cade and he was like, can you go get some Zarbies? And we call it Zaxby's of course. Cause that just sounds cooler to us. Cause it's like, I'm gonna get some chicken, but it's really just getting cough medicine. So <laughs> I go downstairs and I get the syringe. And as I'm like drawing back the syringe, I get massively triggered. Mm. And then I felt like a shithead because like even saying it right now, I just feel icky that I'm, I'm, I'm literally getting cough medicine for my child. And I'm thinking about getting fucked up and all the stuff that happens after that. And so I came upstairs and like Bill could tell something was wrong, but I mean like, you know, he was sitting with Kate and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, I, I will be. And so I realized in that moment that I, I challenge people to live authentically. And so I got on Instagram at Instagram live and said, here's what just happened. And this is what it's like when you're a recovering drug addict and something like this triggers you. It like, it's like shit on your whole body that like, I, I never dreamed I'd have a child and now I have one and I'm literally giving him cough medicine and I got triggered, but like being people reached out and they were like, thank you for saying that out loud because no one talks about it. And so I, to your point, Travis, if you're going to be authentic on social media, then damn it, be authentic. Yeah. Like show up, show up and let people see the ugly. 
because we got plenty of the pretty, like we got all that. So, so be the person that shows up like that. Yeah. And I think like, don't worry so much about the outcome as in don't worry about, all right, I need to sit here and plan out my week of posts. What am I going to say to get the most likes and views and blah, 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 blah. I think it's more like be authentic, put it out there and like, don't worry about the outcome. Worry about what you're saying. Like put it out there and let things, let it, let it fall the way it's going to like, maybe the people that are following you right now, you're going to put your content out there and they're not going to like it. And people are going to unfollow you, but you're going to get the new, like be yourself and let your audience build around that. Don't try to like cater to what you think different people want. And that's scary though. Yeah. That's hard. That's scary to do in the internet where the entire world, like you said, you're creating this podcast, you're launching it. Like the (laughs) whole world could know this. And to be that authentic, especially I feel like I struggle with this sometimes, um, identifying authentic feelings for yourself and then Mm -hmm. having the confidence to then share them with the world can be challenging. But like Travis said, yeah, just put, just put things out authentically. And if you impact one person, you've done your job. Absolutely. That's really all it comes down to. So Archie and you do this and you speak with two children, right? You speak at schools and, and events and things like that. So you're still on a stage. What's that like? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't been on stage. Wow. Uh, okay. Because, you know, I'm doing this. You're on an um, electronic but, stage, digital stage. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I once believed that like I was born to perform. Um, like, I mean, I feel like I probably popped out singing and dancing. Um, and um, uh, I'm just, I mean, I'm really talented at it. And when I stopped doing that, I didn't think I would ever find anything that I love as much. And I love this more. Um, But, and I think the reason why, I mean, you can't, you can't teach stage presence. Like I can't, I can't teach you that either you have it or you don't. Um, I can teach you how to read a monitor. I can teach you how to read a teleprompter. I can teach you how to like put a presentation together, but like you either have it or you don't. So I think the fact that I have that bringing into this and I, and I know how to, um, you know, it, it react to an audience and engage an audience. But then, but then I bring this like really transparent, vulnerable thing. Like people don't know what hit them like in a good way. And I'm really blessed that over the past five months, the business has started growing to corporate, the corporate space, which is my goal to grow into like the corporate space and the public space and do conventions and conferences and things. Um, and you know, when I did my first one, I was a little nervous. I was like, is this message going to translate? And they were like, hire this guy. And I was like, yes. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's even cooler to know that what I do for like an hour, an hour and a half can really change someone's life. And, and I have seen that to be true and I, and I love it. I can definitely say that it comes off perfectly. Every, like your presentation, just your energy, the vibe that you bring. And then that vulnerability is, um, it's, it's hard not to let your guard down when talking to you. And I think that more people need to hear you. I think 100%. what you're doing is really, really cool. And I'm, I'm like, I'm glad that we had the opportunity to have you on. This is, I, this is going to be one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> like I actually kind of forgot we were doing a podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, no, that's <laughs> the best Same. part. That's the best part. We get to connect with really cool <laughs> people and just shoot shit for an hour. And yeah. it's, it's impactful for us. And I know it's impactful for everyone who gets to listen. Um, but that's when, you know, it's fun when it's like, it's like an yeah. interview. That's kind of more of a conversation. 
when you're, when you're looking for a job, (laughs) it's so much more fun that way. So, um, it has just been awesome. I think you're a fantastic human being. Oh, thanks. It's been a, it's really has been a pleasure and not just because you're both really good looking. Like I actually <laughs> really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I kind of looked at you regardless. We're intellectuals like as well. <laughs> I mean, I know there's like so much substance. The full there. package. <laughs> oh my God. Well, Travis, did you have anything else? I know like you had a bunch of no, I, I have so many more questions. I'd love to have you on again. Cause I have like a bunch more stuff that I'd love to talk about, but I think, you know, that's, that, that's good. Let's uh, give yourself the plug. Where do people find out more about you. Yep. Yep. So the, um, so two places, uh, it, the easiest probably is just my website, which is archiecares.com. Um, and then, uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's just archie underscore cares. So pretty easy, pretty, pretty consistent. So yeah. Awesome. awesome. That's great. Well, everybody who's listening, I highly recommend that you either follow Archie or reach out to him. If you are listening and you would like to learn more about him, obviously go to his socials. Um, absolutely incredible human. I'm really glad that we had the opportunity opportunity to connect. Um, I guess that's it. I mean, we could talk forever, I feel like. So we might just have to have you on again. That might be what we have I- to do. I would love it. You just name the date and time and I'll be there. Let's do it. Oh my God. So this has been absolutely amazing. So thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode of the struggle to strength podcast. This one is really valuable. I'm really going to enjoy listening back to this. I hope you all do too. We will see you next week. 